Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the Church RC or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thechurchrc.com. Or we'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app, available for free wherever you download your apps. Now here's Pastor Brian Sparks. You doing good? Come on, you look fantastic. Come on, turn to your neighbor on your right and say, man, you look good. Turn to the one on your left and say, you look even better. Come on, somebody. It's good to have you here at the Church RC. And, um, and just real quick, uh, if you're visiting with us for the first time, uh, you should know that you're kind of at a unique time in, in our church history. And, and this is a unique service, uh, maybe uh, and, you, and what we're doing is we're doing a series called Heart for the House. And what Heart for the House is, it's our building initiative. We are launching into a, a two-year initiative to build a building, a facility, because uh, we, we come in here week after week and we set up and we're thankful for what the school has and what they give us. And, and well, they don't give us, we pay for. <laughs> but, but we're thankful for the space to be able to meet. But we also know this, that we can't be here forever. Uh, well, I guess we could, but uh, we would rather have our own building. And so, uh, so we are, uh, la- we're launching into our Heart for the House, a building campaign. And uh, what we, we have to do uh, for the uh, bank to lend us the rest of the money, we have to raise a million dollars, and then we will break ground. Amen. And so, when, and I always tell people, we, we're going to move at the speed of your generosity. You know, that's, that's people go, well, when are we going to do it? Well, whenever we raise the million dollars. Now, that could be uh, today. Or that could be a year from now or six months from now. It's just at the speed of your generosity. And, uh, and so uh, we've asked people, we've, and I think that a lot of people are probably like me. And, and you have to kind of, uh, you might be able to give uh, a good gift up front because this is our Miracle Sunday. That's what we're doing. We're bringing our best gift. Uh, but, but for a lot of you, are, you're like me and you can go, you know what? I can give over and above uh, over an extended period of time. It's a lot easier. And so we have these commitment cards and we've asked you to fill these out. Now, let me just say, these are not a bill. Uh, these are not a binding contract. I will never send you a bill. Uh, this is a faith pledge saying, you know what? I'm believing God that I am going to give this amount of money over the next two years or over the next year. Maybe you're not comfortable with two years, uh, but over the next year, whatever it is. And then, uh, and so we have some suggestion, you know, it's weekly, it's monthly, it's, uh, and then at the end of that, you'll have a year in total. So if you need one of these, uh, um, our ushers are r- right now available. I know that uh, I think everybody, a lot of people turned them in last week, but uh, if you didn't get one, maybe you were gone. I know Mother's Day, come on, all the moms, uh, that if you went to see your mom, uh, then you can just lift up your hand, just raise your hand, uh, and these, the ushers will get those to you. Uh, does anybody in here need one of these? Okay, you got one, everybody good? All right, so, uh, but, but it's, it's an amazing time. Uh, that God has brought us into. And I believe that he's going to continue to do amazing things. I believe that he's going to use us to do great things. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Uh, uh, this, uh, I want, uh, this, our theme verse for uh, this series has been 2 Chronicles 7.16. 2 Chronicles 7.16. And we'll have it up here on the screen. says this, For now I have chosen and sanctified this house. This is God speaking. That my name may be there forever. Man, aren't you glad that we serve a God who thinks forever? 
and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Amen? If you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, you can title this message, Living Legacy Minded. Living Legacy Minded. Minded. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one lead the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. How many football fans we got out there? Anybody like football? Come on, I, I like football. I enjoy football. You know, uh, something interesting about the start of every football game, uh, besides our national anthem gets sung, uh, both teams meet out on the field. And there's something that happens at every game, and that's a coin toss. How many of you have ever made a decision based on a coin toss? Huh? How many of you have said, man, I'm kind of in between things. I'm trying to figure out what I, I need to do. And so I have a coin toss uh, to help me decide. Here's the thing about a coin toss. You have to be intentional about what you call. Right? right? I mean, you have to call it. It's, I can't call it for you. Uh, you have to call it. And the thing is, is that it's either going to be heads or tails. Very, there may be a time in history where it landed on its side, but I doubt that that happened very often. The truth is, is normally it's going to be either heads or tails. In fact, just call it. Come on, somebody. Tails. We got one tails. Come on, one more time. One more time. That's two out of three. Tails again. Here's the thing is, is that in, in a coin toss, you have to be intentional about what you call, and I think life is that way. Come on. You have to be intentional in the life that you live. You have to be intentional. The thing is, is just like in a coin toss, you make a decision and you call it, you make a decision in life. Now, here's the thing is you can say, you know what? I just accept what comes to me. It's just whatever will be, will be. Come on, don't worry. Be happy. That's my life. The thing is, is that you are still being intentional. You're just being intentionally complacent. Now, the thing is, is that you live a life and you understand that my decisions, I have to make calls. I have to make decisions. The older you get, the more decisions you have to make and the greater the impact those decisions have on you. You know, here's the thing is that we've been in this series, Heart for the House, and we've been talking about a man named Nehemiah. Now, if you haven't been here, I just want to give you just a little bit, real quick recap. Nehemiah was a a Jewish man who was, uh, he was actually the king of Persia's right-hand man. He's from Jerusalem, and, uh, and he's, he's serving the king. I mean, whatever the king has, he has. He, he's got a pretty good life. Everything is going good. But somebody shows up from Jerusalem where Nehemiah is from, and they come up and they let him know that the city has been torn down. The walls have been torn down, that the city has been burned, and it's in ruins. Now, Nehemiah could have heard this information and gone back to his cush life. Well, you know what? That's a bummer. But uh, there's nothing I can do about it because he was a long ways away from the problem that he heard about. But Nehemiah did something different. He heard about it and then he became, he decided that I'm not just going to sit around and not do anything. He, beca- he said, I'm going to do something. And so what he did was he intentionally prayed. 
right? The first thing that he did was he intentionally prayed. And we've talked about this, that you know a lot of us treat uh, prayer like it's a spare tire instead of our steering wheel. And the thing is, is that he intentionally prayed. And then guess what? Nehemiah wasn't just done there. He didn't just pray, even though prayer is powerful and it's good. He didn't, he didn't stop there. He said, I'm going to intentionally go. He loaded up and he went to Jerusalem. And then you know what he said? He said, I'm going to intentionally give. He gave to the work. He gave to building the wall. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to intentionally work. The thing is, is that he was intentional about everything that he did. It didn't happen by accident. It happened by choice. And that's the way your life is. If you want to do anything and accomplish anything great, you're going to have to be intentional. Let me just say this. You will never be remembered for what you thought about doing. You will only be remembered for what you did. Well, I thought about it. (laughs) Good. I think about working out every morning. Huh? I'm not, you're going to be remembered for what you do, not what you think about doing. Here's the thing. You need to understand something is the church RC will only be as good as the members in it. It will only be as good as the people that participate. It will only be as good as the people that give. That's just the way it is. That's the way it works. That I, 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 know, I know a lot of people are going, oh, well, you know, that's just not important. I don't give. I, I, every time I go to church, I hear somebody talking about giving. You know, here's the thing is that I go out to eat a lot, and I've never gone, man, all they talk about is money. Because I know that I had a good meal, and so I pay the bill. A lot of people come to church, and they have a good meal. They get spiritually fed, and then they walk out on the check week after week. Oh, Let's not go there. I don't talk about, well, all that restaurant does is talk about money. No, I understand. They got bills to pay. Come on, they got things to do. I got something out of it, and so I'm happy to do my part. Amen? Here's the thing is that we understand that we will only be as good as a church as the people that participate in the church. During this series, we've asked every one of you to pray about what you're committing to. To pray about what you're going to bring on Miracle Sunday. We've asked everybody to do this. I believe this, that this campaign will be successful if everybody participates. Now, here's the thing, is that I know that not everybody can give equal amounts, but everybody can give equal sacrifice. Everybody can give equal sacrifice. Crystal and I, uh, we have, for years now, we've always paid for cash for cars. And you might be sitting there and you go, Mom, well, you must be rich. No, I, I'm just, uh, every month we have $600 get, gets drafted out of my account. And it goes into a mutual fund. So I make a car payment to myself. The only difference is I don't, make, I don't pay interest, I make interest. Or well, you're just super rich. No, we just, you have to be intentional if you want to move a direction, you have to be intentional. And so we said, you know what? Instead of paying $600 a month to somewhere, and now here's the thing that's amazing about that is I can get to that money anytime I need it. So what we do is we make this payment uh, month after month, and, and, and you know what? And we, we kind of, we, we, I always buy my wife a car because I want her to have a nice car. Come on, I don't know about guys that have their wife in an old beat up car and they're driving like the nice one man i'm like come on dude that ain't right wife and kids got one in a beat up hoopty 
and you're rolling around in a nice Ford. Come on. Uh, but anyway, so, so I, we'd been saving. We, I mean, we, we had saved and we'd been saving and we'd been saving and we'd been saving. And we were close. I finally found the car that we wanted. Like it was going to be awesome. It was my turn. Come on. I drive a 94 Ford F-350. It's parked right out there. It's got an exhaust leak that will make you pass out if you don't have the windows down. 94 Ford F-350. Come on. I'm not rolling high on the hog. It was my turn. It was my season. Come on. And we had saved. And man, I'd picked out the car. It was going to be amazing. It was going to be awesome. And just like you, I prayed, God, what do you want me to give? And God said, give it all. So guess what we're doing? We're giving it all. And let me just say this. It's not the first time I've emptied my savings account for the church RC. This will be the second time. Now, why do I tell you that? Because it's not something I preach. It's something I live. And I really believe that what the church RC is about and what the church RC is doing in our community, in our nation, in our world is greater than any car that I could ever drive. It's making a bigger impact in people's lives. So why wouldn't I give? Why wouldn't I give to something greater? See, it's having a different mindset. It's understanding that, you know what, because, because I give to the church, we're feeding orphans around the world. In fact, I leave for Africa uh, on Tuesday, and I'm going over because we built an orphanage in Africa, and I'm going over to pray over it and dedicate it. Come on. Come on. The reason why is because I know that I'm giving to something greater. I'm, go, I'm giving to something that, that will outlive me, that will be greater than I can ever imagine. You know, how many of y'all have ever played Jenga? You like Jenga? I, lo- I love the, I, I love, I always enjoyed playing Jenga because it's, it's a strategy game. And I didn't know this, but Jenga means, is Swahili for to build. That's Swahili. They played the game over there. And some American went over there and go, Americans will love this, and brought it back, and now they're a billionaire, right? <laughs> but here's the thing is, is it's, it, it, it's strategic. It's intentional. When you're playing this game, you don't just grab a block at random. You're intentional, and you think. And you have to think through, because every block you move is taking you to the next level. And that's exactly the way the kingdom of God is. It's intentional. It's saying, you know what, I'm going to live my life to be legacy-minded because I want this to go higher than it was before. I want to pay it forward. I want to move it one step. You know, we can't, a lot of us can't move it a giant leap, but we can move it one step forward. I think the way that we build higher is to become legacy-minded. And when you become legacy-minded, you stop living paycheck to paycheck. Day to day, come on, Friday to Friday. Oh, come on, I can't wait till Friday. Hot wings and beer, come on, somebody. That's all I live for. That's my life. No, no, it's, it's legacy-minded. Nothing wrong with that if that's your thing. But, but being legacy-minded is saying this. I know that I can do something greater. I know that I can give to something that, that will outlive me. Psalm 112, 5 through 6 says this. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. 
Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Come on, somebody. They will be remembered forever. See, here's what God is saying. Generous people leave a legacy. Generous people are legacy-minded. They leave something that will outlive them. See, legacy-minded people are generous, not just with their money, but with their life. Generous people are, are, are legacy-minded people are generous with their money, but they're also generous with their life. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I just don't like that whole the, talking about money thing. You wouldn't like hanging around Jesus. Jesus talked about money more than any other subject. You could come, you look it up. He talked, he talked about it a lot more than anything else. Why? Because he understood that where your money is, your heart was. And he's after your heart. Legacy-minded uh, people understand two things. Two things. I'm going to move quickly. Number one, that they can give to something that will outlive them. Every one of us have heard the saying, you've, you've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Right? right? We've seen this. Because you, you can't take it with, you know, uh, whoever dies with the most toys still dies. <laughs> right? There was a, a man and he uh, loved his money. And he, on his deathbed, he asked his wife, he said, honey, I want you to do me a favor. I know I'm going to leave you everything that I got, but I want you to do me one thing. I want you to give, put a million dollars in my casket because I want to be surrounded by the thing I love the most. She said, okay, honey, I'll do it. Funeral comes and goes, and after the service, family were talking, and they asked, did you, did you really put a million dollars in the casket with Dad? And she said, absolutely. I wrote him a check. Oh, somebody. You can't take it with you. Right? You can't take it with you when you go. But legacy-minded understand that they can give to something that will outlive them. You can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead. Right? You can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead. Number two, legacy-minded people know that their life can outlive them. There is no fountain of youth. So every one of us, at some point, if the Lord doesn't come back before then, we will die. Just the way it is. So we know that we won't live here forever. And that's why I give to God's house. Because even though I know I can't live forever, I can give to something that will. You know, that's amazing. When you think about it, think about how the gospel got to you. The reason why the gospel continues to move forward, the reason why the gospel continues to go forward is because people had a legacy mindset that it's not just about my four and no more. It's not just about my life, but I know this, that I can give to something that will outlive me. I can keep pushing it ahead. I can keep giving it. And and I know this, that the gospel will continue to go forth. Long after I go to be with Jesus, I know this, that that the gospel will continue to move forward, that people will continue to find hope, that people will continue to find grace and love and mercy as long as I'm willing to give to something that will outlive me. That's why I give to God's house. How do I live legacy out? How do you do this? Number one, you intentionally give what you have. 
This is how you live legacy out. How does this apply? How does this work? You intentionally give what you have. 2 Corinthians 9-11, you're going to love this verse. Yes, God will give you so much so that you can give away much. And when we take your, uh, when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will break out into thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. Boy, come on. God will give you so much so that you can give. See, I have people that come up to me and they'll say, Brian, do you believe in prosperity? Absolutely. I absolutely believe in that. And, and when I say that, I, I want you to know that, that uh, I, I'm not so twisted to say that I believe in what a lot of people call the prosperity gospel. I believe in prosperity with a purpose. I believe that God wants you blessed so that you can be a blessing. I believe that God wants you to have more than enough so that you can give to people who don't. I believe that God wants to, uh, to, to pour out into your lap, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. See, here's the thing is that you got to understand that just it, when you make a decision to be intentional with what you have, to give what you have, God is intentional with what he has. He gives to you because he knows that you are a funnel. That I, I can give to this person and I know that they are going to disperse it. And they are going to make sure that my, uh, other people are taken care of. They're not going to hoard it up. They're not going to pile it in their lap. They're not going to just sit back and say, oh, this is all for me. But they're going to say this. I know that I can give to those in need. What's amazing about God is he, he and, I, and I'll say this, that there's nothing wrong with having nice things. God wants you blessed. God wants you to take. Let me ask you a question. If you need money, do you go up to somebody who's broke or somebody who has money? Come on. This isn't a trick question. <laughs> huh? You go to the person who's loaded. That's who I'm calling. I'm calling my wife. I need money. She's loaded. She's loaded. But here's the thing. No. I, I call, you're going to call somebody who has money. You don't call somebody who's broke. The same way, how can God get money through you if you don't have it? How can you give to people in need if you don't have any money? Well, God wants you broke. No, God does not want you broke. He wants you blessed. Because when you're blessed, you can be a blessing. How do we do this? Can I give you three things that I think this is the way that I do it? Now, just like everything that I teach, you can take it and you can throw it out if you don't like it. Okay? Come to this church. I love you. Right? I don't, I, it's not like I follow you around and make sure you're doing everything I tell you to do. Right? And I'll tell you this. I have no idea who gives and who doesn't give. I don't look at anybody's gift. Right? That's not my business. But here's the thing is, is that this is the way that I live this out. How I give intentionally. What I have. Number one, I give a percentage This is me. I give a percentage. The Bible says this, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so much you can't receive it. You know, that's the only place in the Bible that you'll ever see God say, try me. Test me. I dare you. 
And what happens is, and, and, and you begin to look, it's in the New Testament. Jesus talks about it. In Matthew, he talks about tithe. He says that. They, oh, it's an Old Testament thing. No, the thing is, is that everything that I have studied personally and everything that I know and have, and have walked out is this, that God wants me to tithe. That's me personally. Like I said, you can listen to it. You can not listen to it, whatever you want. For me personally, 10% is the base of what I give. The very base level of what I give. And I've done this for years and years and years. And let me just tell you this. It's amazing how God continues to bless me. How God continues to pour out a blessing in my life. It's amazing that there are things in my life that I I don't know how they work out. When you sit down and you do the math, you don't know how they work out. But when I give, here's the thing is the way that I see it is for me personally, 10% is just, is not generous. It's just obedience. That's just obedience. This is fun, isn't it? Number two, give sacrificially. That means this, I give over and above what uh, my tithe. That's giving sacrificially. That's what I do. Like I said, I, I, I give, and that's just the way it is. 10% is our base. Now, here's the thing. Crystal and I made this decision uh, because I, I heard about a man named Letourneau. He's in, he has a college named after him in Longview. And what's amazing is at the end of his life, Letourneau was living the, the principal opposite. He was giving away 90% of what he had, and he was living on 10%. And this is what he said, I can't outgive God. This, this man was not living on beans and rice. He was wealthy, extremely wealthy. And he lived the principle. And what happens is, is Crystal and I made a decision that every year we try to up it at a percent. <laughs> we, try to, we try to give one more percent away. Why? Because I believe this, that I have found in my life that I cannot outgive God. I think at last count, we were somewhere around 24% of our income we're giving away. Why do I tell you that? Because I want you to know that I, 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 you can see that I'm not missing meals. God continues to bless me. God continues to take care of me. I believe that he gives me money so I can give to those in need. I believe that he blesses me so I can give to those who need help. Amen? Amen. Number three, give consistently. Give consistently. We get paid the first and the 15th. The first and the 15th, we have an automatic draft come out of our account. That's just the way we do it. We just give consistently. We don't look at the account at the end of the month. We just give consistently. 1 Corinthians 16.2 says... On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collection will have to be made. This is the Bible, not me. Give consistently. Just give consistently. You know, I'll say this, that you might be out there right now and you're going, percentage is too high for me. There's no way I can do it, Brian. I'll say this, this is, I, just like I said before, this is a principle that I live. That does not mean that you have to. But I will ask everybody in here to ask God a question. God, what would you have me give? If he says nothing, don't give anything. 
If he says nothing, absolutely. Walk away, don't give anything. I don't think he will. (laughs) If you get that kind of luck, good for you, man. Because he keeps talking to me. I'm like, come on, God, what? That car sure was pretty. But just ask God a question. Maybe you say, I'm not sure about the tithe. I'm not sure about the sacrifice. But God, what would you have me give? Simple. Amen? Number two, this is how you live legacy out. And I'm nearly done. You intentionally serve others. This is how you live legacy out. You intentionally serve others. You know, Jesus says this, I didn't come into the world to be served. I came to serve. And I think just as Jesus was a servant to all, we should be a servant to all of those around us. We should live a life that serves others. We should live a life that's dedicating to helping those in need around us. Like I said before, legacy-minded people aren't just generous with their money. They're generous with their resources, what they have, their time, right? They're, they're generous with helping others and just reaching out. You know, there's an amazing story in the Bible that's found in Genesis 24. And Abraham is on his deathbed. And uh, he's about to go be with Jesus. And he tells his servant, he says, I want you to go find my son a wife. He said, I want you to go into this land where I'm from and I want you to find my son a wife. And so his servant goes. And he finally arrives at the place where he's supposed to be and he's at this well. And he has no idea... Who in the world, how am I going to find this girl, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't know. How, how, how am I actually going to find this girl? So he prays a prayer and he says, God, whatever girl I ask for a drink, when I ask for a drink of water, let the girl that I'm, I'm supposed to, to, to bring back to, with, for, for my, my master's son, let her be the one that says, no, I won't just give you a drink, but I'll water your camels also. So all of a sudden, now then what happens is, is Rebecca comes now. Now, I, wanna, I just want to, I, again, I want you to understand something. How many women pass by? Right. It only mentions the one that did right. what, the, what, what was supposed to be done. It doesn't mention the ones that walk by. It doesn't mention the ones that didn't do anything. It, I, again, I go back to this. You won't be remembered for what you thought about doing, you'll be remembered for what you did, right? And so Rebecca says this, you know what? I I guarantee, here's what I'll do. I won't just give you a drink of water, but I'm gonna water your camels also. Now, here's what's amazing, is that in that moment, Rebecca thought, I'm just giving a drink of water. In that moment, she just thought, I'm just getting somebody a drink of water. But what she didn't realize is that she wasn't just giving a drink of water. She was the answer to someone's prayer. Because just moments before, he said, God, let the person that comes. And I love this because people that have a legacy mindset know that even though it just seems like I'm giving somebody a donut, even though it knows that I'm just, it seems like I'm just giving somebody a drink of water, just because it seems like I'm just serving in a kid's department, just because it seems like I'm, I, I'm parking cars in the rain, I know this, that I could be the answer to somebody's prayer. I know this, that there's somebody out there who's thirsty, who's hurting, who's longing 
thing. And week after week, our dream team shows up and says, I'm willing to show up. Give somebody a drink of water. It's living with a legacy mindset. It's living understanding that I can serve others. And I can give something that will last forever. See, here's what I tell. I always try to get, get across to our dream team is this, that every time you serve, you are a part of every hand that, that surrenders their life to Jesus. Every, every hand that goes up and says, you know what, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. It didn't happen because I'm awesome. It happened because they're awesome. They're willing to give a drink of water. Real quick, I have a video to show in the heart for the house. If my team's got that ready, let's watch that. So tell me uh, a, a little bit about the first time you came to the church, how you heard about the church, and what was your first experience like uh, at the Church RC? We heard about the Church RC from some, from some good friends. Our favorite thing about it is the friendliness of the people. Yeah. Of course, we're blessed by the worship, the tremendous preaching, but the people of the Church RC are just wonderful, friendly people, and they're such a blessing. I agree. Uh, obviously, I know that just a little bit about your background. I know that y'all have been in church for a lot of times. Would there be anything um, that has changed in your life at all since coming to the Church RC? I think both of us have just come to realize in a new fashion yeah. how sure. important people are. Yeah. Yeah. The emphasis on community groups is something we've known about and heard about throughout the years. But I think it's just been recently reinforced in our own spirit how important it is to be with other people. And we've certainly been blessed by being in community group. We're sitting out here on the land where we're going to build, you know, the church and how exciting it is to be sitting right out here where we're going to worship together and see God do some really amazing things. So what is that going to be like with us being here on this land, you know, worshiping together? It's just, it's, I just, I can't wait. It's just going to be so awesome to be, um, just to be get together with, you know, your family, yeah, uh, your church family. It's exciting. It's awesome. really exciting. Really exciting. So we're going into our Heart for the House campaign. What in, can you just describe to me just a little bit of what is Heart for the House? What is having a Heart for God's House like for y'all? A Heart for the House means at least two things to me. First of all, I realize that in part, it's an emphasis on the new building and the importance of that and the need for all of us to give as God leads us to build the house. But a heart for the house to me also means people. Yeah. Because the church is more than a building, the church is Absolutely. people. Yeah. And so when I hear the phrase, heart for the house, it's, Tom, have a heart for the people. You know, Tom and Marty are incredible people. Right? You know, I was talking to, uh, I, I love talking to Tom because he's been, in, he's been in church and in ministry for a long time. And uh, he comes to this church faithfully. Uh, they're in Cancun, Mexico right now. Amen. Uh, 
they were planning on being here today, but they got stuck. They got, they got stuck. And so, oh, it's a horrible life. <laughs> oh, I got stuck in paradise. Bummer. But here's the thing is, is that he was telling me that from the very moment, because he wasn't, he wasn't raised in church. He said, one day, he said, I was married and I surrendered my life to Jesus. And he said, and I don't know what it was, Brian. He was telling me this in our community group. He said, I don't know what it was, Brian, but from that moment forward, I just knew that I was supposed to give to God's house. Wasn't somebody, anybody told me, it was just something that God put on the inside of me. And you know what's amazing is, is because Tom and Marty understand, come on, they're, they're a little more uh, mature than us. And they understand that they're not going to be here forever. And so they want to leave, leave something behind that will last forever. Because here's the thing is that he, he heard the gospel in a church and his life was changed. And so they made a decision from the very moment that he, he accepted Jesus that I want to pay this forward. I want to give. I want to make sure that this outlasts me. I want to make sure that it continues to go forth. Today's our Miracle Sunday, and we have an opportunity to give to something that will outlive us. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about reaching. We've seen over 2,000 salvations in a building we have for a few hours on Sunday morning. I believe that the building, the church RC, the land and the building where the church RC will sit will be a beacon of hope and will reach more people than you can ever imagine. It's not about bricks and mortar. It's about giving to people's lives. At the church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you'd like to contribute financially, you can go online to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com.